The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about building relationships with your marketing efforts. Joining us is Steve Dehib, who is the CMO of On24, which is a cloud-based digital experience platform that makes it easy to create, scale, and personalize engaging experiences to drive measurable business growth. Through interactive webinars, virtual events, and always-on multimedia experiences, On24 provides a system of engagement powered by artificial intelligence, which enables businesses to scale engagement conversations and convert pipeline to revenue growth. And today, Steve and I are going to discuss digital versus in-person experiences in 2021. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Steve Dehib, CMO of On24. Steve, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be with you here today. Oh, the honor's all on my side. Uh, tremendously excited to have you as our guest. Uh, turns out we're from the same town. I know. There's not too many of us. Bay Area natives. Go fit. Bay Area natives, you know, Hillsborough, California, shout out. And I somehow managed to go from Hillsborough through the public school system and ended up being a talking head on a podcast. And you've actually made something of yourself and you're the CMO of On24. That feels like kind of a big deal. Yeah, that was that all boys private school, Sarah High School, that paved the way for me. But <laughs> uh, see, that's the trick. It's the private schools that end up making something out of you. Yeah, it's that. Me, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, Barry Bonds, Greg Jeffries, a, a little known now baseball player, but a Sarah grad as well. I know. Old school, Lynn Swan. Steeler. We can go all day. I'll have to have you on our sports podcast one of these days. <laughs> but today, let's talk a little bit about marketing. You run On24, which I'm assuming the vast majority of our listeners are very familiar with, mostly coming off the heels of a global pandemic. All of our marketing efforts went digital. First and foremost, you must be the only guy in marketing that's happy about the pandemic because that <laughs> had to shift business in your favor, didn't it? Yeah, I can't say I'm happy about it. I got four kids, and so I had to deal with all of that. But I think from a business perspective, I think there were a lot of companies that have already been looking at digital engagement as means for driving the buyer journey. And you know, there are other companies where I believe, yeah, the pandemic definitely accelerated, where we probably saw six years worth of digital transformation in six months as companies reacted quickly to get there. 
And it was an interesting time because budgets were getting taken away. T&E money was getting taken away. But I know for most of our marketers, MQLs, SQLs, the targets, the pipeline we needed to help contribute, we still had to go out and get that. And I think that's where our solution really helped people not only sort of bridge that time, but coming out and, you know, we'll talk more about where things are going. I think they were able to respond and in some ways come out even better, which is really exciting to see. I think of On24 as the leader in the webinar or the virtual experience space. I know it's one of the older, more mature companies, definitely one of the best branded. So congratulations on that. Going into the pandemic, when I was sitting down with our head of content operations, we were talking about what are the marketing channels that we thought would be positively impacted. And obviously, on 24 webinars, digital experiences, we thought that some of the communication tools, Zoom, where we're recording this podcast, and also some of the other like the chats like Slack and Teams were also going to be dramatically impacted because we're not going to be sitting in a room together. Help me quantify how big of an impact the pandemic and sort of the change to moving 100% digital had on your business. But you know, how much of a shift did you see moving away from in-person experiences towards digital experiences? It sort of flipped on its head for many companies and became the primary means to reach their different audiences. And what's really exciting is it wasn't just in traditional technology companies, which were still doing the road shows and the field events and the big shows at Moscone and things like that, but also industries. It's really interesting. You look at healthcare and you couldn't do seminars anymore, go around and knock on doctor's doors, but you had to get critical information out. And so people would use our platform to engage with healthcare providers. And they have found, Roche gave an interesting example 76% of healthcare providers that were engaged with our platform were influenced to change patient care routine. And we saw the same thing in manufacturing and the same thing in finance, where people might have had a non-direct route to market and still had to figure out how do I educate, enable, and drive preference for my product. And of course, traditional technology companies, I think, made the shift quickly move their content and their branding to more of an always-on engagement platform like ours, and are seeing incredible results from it. I think of the B2B SaaS model as the one that's very dependent on webinars and you know, also taking people out to drinks and events and all that stuff. But when you're doing a digital event, webinars are kind of like a no-brainer for the B2B tech crowd. It's interesting to hear how other mediums, other industries were adopting the sort of digital experiences that you or I may think are relatively commonplace. We're now kind of in this readjustment phase or reintegration phase where taking off the masks, we're able to maybe get back into the office in some capacity. Maybe we're even doing some client entertainment. So, you know, are people starting to say, hey, I'm webinared out? Is it still a medium that you think is growing or are we just back in Moscone and let's pile them in? I went to a Giants game and sat around with 36,000 people and I swear like my Jewish guilt almost popped through my head. <laughs> I guess my question is, are people still doing webinars or are we getting back together in person now? I think that there's room for both, but I'll tell you, it's sort of interesting. One, I would say what people discovered, and you know, something you discover with a lot when you sort of move something that might have been traditionally on-prem or something that might have traditionally been physical, and we sort of move that to virtual or we move that to cloud, 
people saw amazing results. They were able to reach bigger audiences. All of a sudden, an event that I would have and I could hit 300 people with physically, I can now extend to multiple countries, translate and hit 3,000 people. So people started reaching bigger audiences. They drove deeper engagement. And we got to talk about what that engagement means and generated really richer data than ever before. I mean, I've done the big Moscone events, and you're lucky if you get a lot of data beyond just the badge select. Maybe what different speakers they attended, maybe they walked the demo ground. But you know, when we look at webinars and we look at digital engagement, we're constantly learning. What are they looking at? How much time are they spending? What content are they downloading? Are they responding to surveys? Are they requesting demos? So we're catching all this engagement and buying signal data that you simply couldn't in the physical world. I'm going to play devil's advocate a little. And don't get me wrong, I'm a believer in digital experiences. I run a podcast. (laughs) Yes, you can capture more data in a digital experience. I understand when somebody chatted. I understand where they are. I understand how engaged, what questions, what links they clicked. All the beauty of the digital world, everything's tracked. Do people retain information as much on the webinars? Are they engaged? I know that there are probably 20 webinars that I like. I signed into because I told somebody I would go to. And I like had them running in the background while I was doing the dishes. How much are people actually engaging? And is the webinar experience as sort of impactful as being in person? The data says, yes, what we capture is real engagement data. So you would have to proactively be downloading content, responding to questions and things like that. So if you could do that and run the dishes at the same time, I got to see that. I'd be impressed. I'm not going to put it past you. If anybody could do it, then I know you can. But the reach is important. You don't get that. And what people saw was incredible results. They increased pipeline. They increased their conversion rates. They increased their deal sizes. And they drove greater revenue growth. You know, And as a marketer with a reduced budget during the pandemic, to be able to do all that and learn more about my customers, it was interesting. Salesforce actually presented at one of our recent virtual conferences And they talked about how they increased their marketing pipeline by 135% and their average deal size by 60%. Juniper, you know, cloud networking company talked about how they generated five times more pipeline as compared to in-person. So these are results that you sort of can't ignore. And I'll tell you what's happening as we look forward, it's sort of flipping. The last 18 months, it's been, okay, how do I bring the personal or the physical experience to digital, right? How do I make it more like a physical event or real world? And now the customers we're talking to are saying, how do I make sure I bring that sort of digital aspect to my physical engagement? Because I don't want to give up that engagement. I don't want to give up that data I'm collecting. I want to create, and I'm going to have a hybrid sort of environment. So people attending physically, people attending remotely, how do I make sure I give them a shared experience and I'm able to collect the same information across all of them? It's fascinating. And I guess my next question is, all right, the mindset has changed. I'll reference this with my wife as a strategist for Old Navy. And we were talking about the transition people are going to. And I said, we're never going back to hard clothing. Everyone is going to be wearing their sweatpants. And she said, excuse me, did you say hard clothing? And I was like, yeah, is that not a thing? So I made up the term hard clothing. I hope it goes around Old Navy and stays in their strategy team. 
But the question is, do we ever get out of our sweatpants? Do we ever put the suits back on and head back to the events and try to be impressive in person? Or do we all just feel comfortable and set in the idea of engaging in the digital world? Are we going back now that it's 2021? Have you seen people focusing more not only on their marketing budgets in real world experiences, but also in the level of engagement? I would say the companies that I've talked to, and we all have this discussion, one of the things that's been pretty common is events will come back in some form, but what I'm hearing and what we're going to do as well is they will be used to augment the digital first strategy. So we still want to do the digital event that has a content, that has a reach, that's always on. By the way, it's always about always on engagement, right? Because these webinars you can watch on demand. So a particular buyer can interact with content when it makes the most sense for them. You don't get to do that for a physical event. But what they're saying is they'll lead with a digital event, but they'll augment it with maybe smaller regional physical events. So maybe I hold a roundtable or I hold some sort of after party or C-level event or something like that, that will augment a digital first strategy. So I can have the benefits of the reach and the data and all the things that it drives in terms of an ROI. So that's mostly what we've been hearing. And for those that think you might sort of have a bigger event, our product today sort of works where you can bring digital engagement with you and operate in a real hybrid way. So however our customers want to do it, we can support them. My slacker brain goes to, okay, I'm going to tell my boss that I need to not have any meetings today because I'm going to be on this webinar and I have to go for the three to four hours that it's running because then in the evening, I'm going to this happy hour with all of the other people that were in attendance and I'm going to do some networking and I'm going to get our leads out of that. So um, sweatpants to the bar. That's kind of how it works, right? Hey, well, it's better than your boss signing up for four days in Vegas. I guess it depends how old you are, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, true. Nowadays, I'm just back to the room looking to get that comp breakfast. My takeaway from what you're saying is that there is somewhat of a shift back towards the real world environments. Events are coming back as we start to loosen the grip coronavirus has on our day-to-day operations. But from a marketing perspective, there's a need for marketers to retain the digital experiences because we want to understand that data. We want to see who's engaging. So we're moving more towards this hybrid experience of digital and in-person events blended together. I think that's what we'll see. And again, the extent into where you lean more heavily, I think some of the customers we're talking to at least for this next year, it's still going to be dollars put more towards the digital engagement with physical events augmenting. You know, again, we talked about Moscone. I don't know anything new that's been set to go there. Maybe across, you know, down the street at the ballpark, yes. But I've been doing this for 27 years. I'm a four-time public company CMO. And it's like, what do we get the best return on? What gives us the most reach? What can we convert better? And it tends to come from this digital engagement. It's like people talk about a new normal, but this has really been a better way for many marketers to engage. So we do think we'll complement it with events, but no way do I want to go back to where it was, where I wasn't getting that data in the ROI bang for the buck on my marketing spend. At the end of the day, different people respond to different marketing channels. And I think that webinars are incredibly powerful because not only do you get the one-to-many communication channel, you can 
have live actual events, but you get to capture all of that digital data. So we're going to continue this conversation tomorrow and talk about what that hybrid experience looks like in 2021. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Steve Dehib, CMO of On24, for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Steve and I are going to talk about the hybrid future of marketing. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to contact Steve, you can click the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Steve Dehib, S-T-E-V-E-D-A-H-E-B. Or you could visit his company's website, which is on24.com, O-N, the number two, the number four.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.